in learning how to meet myself compassionately, it also allows and makes space for me then to call myself out because I know when to call myself on my nonsense. Hello and welcome to the Money Makers podcast. I'm Ray Dodd and I help people like you unravel your conditioning and master the skill of money making. So much of traditional business coaching leaves the blame for what's not working in your business, where you're not making money, solely at your feet. But I don't believe that any of this stuff happens in a vacuum. So join me, listen to this podcast, listen to all the episodes of the podcast, where we will be moment by moment unraveling that conditioning and freeing you up to earn money in ways that work for you. Welcome. Sasha to the podcast thank Thank you you. so much for agreeing to be on and chatting to me so can you tell us a bit about what you do and how kind of how you ended up doing that okay so the the two labels that I have landed on are professional experimenter and woman figuring it out love both and I know that those are quite vague but that's what I've settled on because I've had two plus years of laying down every single label that I've ever put on myself Mm. and it was when I was trying to write my about page I was like how do you describe who you are and what you do and there's nothing like an about page that wants to kind of like narrow you down oh man yeah and and I'm like "Uh, I want people to understand me and know me but I don't know but within those things as of the beginning of 2020 even though I've been writing in some form since I was about eight years old Mm. I called myself a writer so I'm a freelance writer I work on creative projects I have a podcast and I explore worlds with words my own and others mainly through journaling workshops I love journaling I've been doing it for about 20 odd years Mm. I it was just something I always mentioned on my Instagram through my writing and it's just taken off as something I try and introduce to someone mm-hmm. and try and introduce to people to groups and I call myself a rebel journaler and I like being that person who it's just about helping other people connect with themselves ignore every single should ignore anything that you've seen aesthetically on Instagram because it doesn't matter and just hear yourself I love that and what kind of impact do would you say like and obviously if you've been doing it for 20 years it must be pretty might be hard to sort of put into words but like what impact do you think journaling has had on your I guess on your life really is the question I'm asking small question (laughs) just a small one to start yeah I think I was thinking about this I think just yesterday actually so at first what I did I think was I wrote a diary Mm. but even in having that space just to write about my feelings in the moment write about things that would become memories it was a space for expression and freedom and that's how I like to think of my journal now it's my freedom space there are no rules and I think over the last I'm going to say five six years what it's helped me do is there have been times when I've I've looked back or I've had different types of journals, like five-year journals, and I would see myself writing the same thing over and over again. Mm. And it has actually helped me move on from those places because I would get to a point where I'd be like, hmm, so it's 2019 and you're writing the same thing for the third year. You're going to be writing the same again in 2020, are you? Yeah. yeah. It is, it has 
journaling to me has changed my life because it's the space where I can be completely free in a world that likes to box you in and put you in loads of different under loads of different lenses and Mm. you know you have to be a certain way in different spaces or at least you feel you do it's my space for creativity it's my space for ideas to come it's my space to challenge myself and it's also become my space where I've eked out this I think I've I've learned to take things off the page and into my real life and I'm turning a lot of my self-doubt into steps of self-trust and I don't know it sounds strange to think that a habit of journaling or writing what I'm feeling for so long has had such a transformation in me but it, it really has Oh my god! I, like I'm gonna. I wrote it down. You know how Brenda? Do you ever listen to Brenda Brown's podcast? She always gets people to repeat the thing, and then they're like, "Oh my god, I don't know what I just said." So I've done. I'm gonna do it for you because okay. I would panic. <laughs> okay. I don't know what I just said. But you said turning myself doubt into steps of self trust. Like yeah. that is so. I love that. It feels so like I don't know quite how to describe it, but it's almost like I think sometimes when self doubt. Come, I was going to say creeps in. Sometimes it like wades in. It busts through the yeah. door. What do you it's mean like, creep? Hi. It's like, hi, I'm here. <laughs> Slaps you across the face. <laughs> but like sometimes I think we take that as evidence that we can't do it. Mm-hmm. And I love the idea of taking that and then making it like, and like shifting that. Yeah. Like almost without the self-doubt, we wouldn't have the capacity to trust ourselves in a way. I call my journal it's like a written board meeting of all the versions of myself yes (laughs) so like everybody gets a chance to speak and some people like to to like hog the the mic and then we tell them to pipe down so other people can others versions of me can have their self their their turn and yeah it is the place where I kind of like I think in the last three years definitely I've started to challenge and and bite back I don't just write what I'm feeling I challenge myself and I'm like, well, well, why? What, why? Mm-hmm. And I'm really starting to root through and unravel a, a lot of stories. And it feels really good. <laughs> That's awesome. I love that. I love that idea of like biting. So you're biting back at yourself, like yes. in, a, in a kind of, I love that. I think learning about those different parts of myself was one of the most I was talking to my therapist about this yesterday, like talking about the difference between me like two, three years ago when Mm. I would not just, I didn't, I just emotionally bypassed all the time. Mm -hmm. And I think I didn't really understand. I literally wasn't literate in feeling my feelings. It was either be consumed by feelings or avoid them. There was no in between. So I love that idea of like, yeah, inviting your parts into your journal, but also like, like obviously love on them all of that stuff but also have a critical chat with them yeah it's really because I think there's there's no rules and there's no judgment I feel like I can be compassionate Mm. but then I can also be challenging and critical when I need to be and I've been thinking about this word compassion a lot over the last couple of months and at one point I thought you know, is all this compassion stuff, is it just you letting yourself off the hook? And then I thought, well, firstly, why is there a hook? And secondly, the world is really harsh. And actually, I think, I I personally don't think there can ever be enough compassion in the world that we live in. And in learning how to meet myself compassionately, it also 
allows and makes space for me then to call myself out because I know when to call myself on my nonsense yeah yeah (laughs) and when you're accepting yourself it makes me think me and my brother always have this joke where we're like we can argue because we know each we're not going anywhere we are here for each other in that like Mm -hmm. if we have an argument our relationship I feel 100% safe that my relationship with him is not going to end he's always going to be my brother and I know that that's my relationship with him I'm not suggesting that's true of all sibling relationships or anything but that feeling of knowing that like when you have compassion for yourself you can also have a word with yourself and know that you're not going anywhere like you can you can stick it out with yourself in that way Mm. like there can be those like and when I first started talking about different parts and stuff I was like am I what is this all right is this like do I need to go and chat to somebody (laughs) professional but it's like it's so like they're there anyway and it's true for most people that we have these different things so being able to like allow them to chat to each other and then I guess I don't know like I I did Sass Petherick's course and she talks about having your like ground your she calls it your healthy self I tend to call it your grounded self which I think is like the central part that sort of Mm speaks to those bits it's incredibly powerful I just want to pick up on something you've talked about because I can feel like my listeners and I know my clients and stuff a lot of my clients a lot of my listeners will have a feeling around this idea of no rules journaling like these are the people that don't want to start the notebook because what if they make a mistake on page one okay yeah <laughs> well there is an Instagram post that I I randomly put up in the middle of last year and I put it up again in in January and I think it's going to be a thing I I routinely pull back out and um firstly I have a I have a phrase that I came up with I'm always thinking up these random phrases and I like to say that the message is in the mess to myself Mm. and on the first note of any of my journals whether it's a creative journal or like a life journal I only really have two I do a scribble on the front page Mm -hmm. and that is a sign to myself that some shit is going to go down here it's not going to be perfect so can we just get it out on the first page and now can we actually get to the stuff that we need to get to yeah I love that (laughs) I just skip the first page I leave it I'm like just do a big old scribble and be like or a a small one in the corner if you you know like that kind of person (laughs) but scribble I don't care just it's a way of saying start and it's not going to be perfect and there's going to be things crossed out but just come on it's amazing isn't it because what we're doing when we when we are so scared to make a mistake that we don't even start is that we're we're not just not starting we're never dealing with a load of those things like they they remain bundled up in perfectionism which we can't we can't like there's no movement there yeah and it and so I guess the other part of I know that for some people no rules rules journaling would be the worst sounding thing in the world which is kind of the reason I guess why I do the workshops because I'm like okay I'm gonna write on a theme and I'm gonna come up with some some prompts and stuff and so there is a little bit of structure however what it looks like is completely up to you Mm. so if you want to draw if you want to stick pieces of paper in if you want different colors if you want to have an argument with yourself in different two different color pens go for it if it's bullet points rather than full sentences fine if it's brainstorms I don't care it's about expression and again I I, I reckon some people can say oh you know but writing comes easily to you so it's easy for you to say no rules but there really there really isn't and maybe what I mean is isn't no rules but maybe no shoulds because if there is one single word that I am sick to the back teeth of it's should (laughs) yeah absolutely god as soon as you hear that word come out of 
your mouth, someone else's mouth, you know, there's trouble. There's, there's something to be looked at there because <laughs> that is, will keep us all trapped. The amount of times, particularly in business stuff, people say, oh, but I've or got to, which I think is just another version of should. Yeah, They'll yeah. be like, oh, I've got to launch that thing then. I've got to offer that thing out because I said I would. And it's like, we'll say something different then. Like, Do you? don't hold yourself hostage. Exactly. So I messaged us, like when I invited you on the podcast, I messaged you and said, is there anything you particularly want to talk about? And mm. one of the things that you, you use this expression, you said, I want to talk about true permission without accompanying justification. Mm. See, I, just I get myself wanna... in trouble saying stuff like this. I'm like, what did you mean when you said that? No, I have gone back to having <laughs> I just want to, I just thought I loved that because it's something that I, really like I felt I feel like my understanding of it I like instantly like in my bones agreed with yours it's like yes let's talk about that can you tell me what you mean when you're saying that okay because I so there's I think there's kind of two strands to this so I feel like I've been in some kind of rebellion for the past two years and I have just been anything that feels like it's native language that's just you know has always been there I'm like Mm. why has it always been there who presented me with that (laughs) and I'm just questioning everything Mm. and so and one of the things I started to question was this idea of permission slips and I was like "Mm, even if they're well-meaning and well-intentioned who gives them do I need them is it a case of me waiting for someone who I think is doing life better than me to then give me permission I don't, I don't think any of us need permission slips. We don't need them. We don't need them written. You just need to, you, you can give yourself permission. You may resonate with something that someone has said mm-hmm. and then decide to give yourself permission in that same area. But to me, permission slips are things that, they're things that you had when you were a kid and you needed to, you were going on a school trip and you needed a parent yeah. or a caregiver to say, I say that X can go to this place. Yeah. We are grown adults. We don't yeah. need them anymore. Yeah. <laughs> and so for me, the other piece of permission without justification, I think that sometimes I personally can give myself permission. And then I, I do things to justify or prove to people that my way of thinking was right or it was right for me. And yeah. true permission doesn't really give a damn about who's watching mm. or what, what your audience like what they might think or if they're tutting and thinking oh well who does she think she is and why is she doing yeah. it that way because with true permission you're just giving yourself the autonomy and authority to do what you want in mm-hmm. your life work wherever it may be and you're just going along your merry business yeah. <laughs> and it, it sends to me as well like you're giving yourself permission to be misunderstood right yeah hadn't thought about that but yes and to be disagreed with yeah. and and to f- forge your own path yeah yeah and to potentially offend I keep was talking about this like it being safe to potentially offend people to disappoint people all mm. of those things and one of the reasons being like because we like you said we're grown-ups we know how to deal with that I know how to apologize I'm not saying I didn't have to learn that skill quite hard the hard way <laughs> And having I'm still a learning. Yeah. I, know, I know that I'm not saying I enjoy it. I know what I need to do to say, I'm really sorry. I did. That was wrong. But also I know how to. And again, this is in I'm learning this. I should say more than I know, but I'm learning how to check in with myself. If I am bothered, 
if I want to change my mind about something because you don't like it? And sometimes the answer is yes, absolutely. I messed up and I didn't consider your experience or, you know, things like that. And sometimes Mm. it's like, you know what? I just don't agree. Yeah. And I was going to say sorry then, but I'm not going to say sorry. (laughs) I just don't agree. (laughs) End of sentence. Why do you think we need feel the need to justify these things so much? Potentially because what we're doing goes against a status quo but a status quo is only a status quo because everybody's doing it or agreeing yeah or at least agreeing on the the front of things in the face of things yeah I think that could be a reason why we yeah why we just yeah yeah probably just because it's a different route or it feels different to us versus what everyone else is doing yeah and I I think we we will be like I talk a lot in my work about safety and how just being seen can feel less safe. And as soon as we go up against a grain, like as soon as we ruffle that, we're seen and it's not as easy. Often. It's hard. Yeah. It's really hard to be seen for the things that you not even believe, but know to be true or learning yeah. to, to know to be true for you. Yes. Yeah. I love that. I love that. That idea of learning to what's true for you as well is a really amazingly powerful thing. And then I guess circling back to the journaling stuff, mm. what's lovely about that is you are you're able to completely see your, yourself as you're writing about yourself if you do it in a way that allows yourself to be seen by yourself even. Yeah, do you know? I think it was yeah, just yesterday. I was I was writing something about journaling for a workshop and I sort of tailed off and started thinking and I was like there's a constant getting to know yourself because you're always changing and sometimes it can almost feel like I'm meeting certain parts of myself on the page for the first time as someone that's in their mid-30s and I'm like I've been doing this for how long I've been doing life for how long like I should know certain and there's certain things I say and I'm like oh why die emoji hello (laughs) 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 yeah Um, so yeah and do you find that the journaling like does that help you give yourself permission to do things it does it's quite gentle and it's sometimes it's a it's a gentle coaxing or sometimes it can even take me to the point of frustration where I'm so annoyed like going over and over the same thing over and over again and or like it just being in my head or on the page which for me feels like the same thing that I then I just I just do it I just actually action the thing and do the thing just because I cannot have this conversation going round and round in my head for one more second or one more page. yeah yeah I show up to my coaching like that sometimes as in when I'm being coached and I'm like I'm so I had this with my supervisor where I was like we need to talk about the same thing again I'm really sorry <laughs> <laughs> she was like it's okay it's fine for you to show up everyone I'm like yeah I know but I'm really bored I'm really yeah. bored of myself yes <laughs> yeah I'm I get bored and frustrated of my with myself as well and I'm just like right again like with that five-year journal I'm like we cannot I cannot have this again <laughs> so what are you going to do this different or are you just going to do the thing just do it it helps me to do things, I think, imperfectly, mm. um, but actually just just to do them. I just <laughs> find it so interesting that you're talking about journaling and stuff. And yet, like a lot of what we see is like bullet journals, which can feel like absolute perfectionism. 
from a lot of spaces. And I love that. And funny enough, I love the permission slip you're giving. (laughs) (laughs) But I, I think, you know, it is hearing someone say it and going, oh, my God, I can do it that way. I can. I don't need to. You know, we all obey rules, rigid rules accidentally. And one yeah. of the things I love about journaling for myself is sometimes because it's out of my, in, you know, it's, it's on paper in front of me. I can be like, what? Why do you think that? Like, <laughs> what? Like, that's so weird. I didn't know I thought that. Like, what's that about? Like you said, why died of OG? Like that kind of like, I and it can kind of release you to, yeah, do things a different way. And I love that you're, I love your scribble on that page. That's such a like... A statement and I think a lot of you need to scribble on lots of pages I'm just, I'm just speaking to the people listening I love you all please scribble on lots of pages um how has that like impacted your business and stuff like that freedom to like because I you know I haven't even asked you about yet your awesome title of professional experimenter yeah is that something you always felt comfortable doing or is that something you've learned? <laughs> Such a face. I can't describe it, but it was like a no rain. That's not. <laughs> my, my facial expression and words said absolutely not. You are speaking to a reforming perfectionist, mm. someone who was a PA for years. So, you know, planning other people's lives meticulously and wanting a plan in her own life every step of the way. So professional experimenter who's that but it's me and that's what I feel like I've been doing in so many areas of my life for the past two years so like this all started for me beginning of 2020 actually when I just rocked up I found Nicola Ray Wickham of a life more inspired yeah and I rocked up with nothing more than an Instagram handle and an idea (laughs) And I said, I think I want to make like this candle brand. I've gone on some workshops and stuff. And I think I want to make slow, slow lifestyle accessories, a shop with like words wedged in there somewhere. I don't know. Words mean a lot to me. I'm not really sure. And she helped me to kind of find my voice. And very, very quickly, it became apparent that it wasn't really about the products. It was more about the words. Mm. and so then you can like fast forward to February last year I was on furlough and I'd just moved into a studio on my own after a breakup and I was like right I don't know how long this furlough thing is going to last so this might be an opportunity for me just to, to try something yeah and I'd been thinking about trying this journaling, these journaling workshops online, but because everything was via Zoom at that yeah. point. And I gave it a go. And immediately when I went after I did it, I, there was such a high, but then it was immediately met with, oh, but no one's going to come again if you run them monthly because they were just being nice. That was mm-hmm. just like, well, that was just the one off. Yeah. <laughs> and I spent the whole of last year just experimenting with things I experimented with products and prints with my words on them and collaborations with other people and launching a podcast and trying different things out with the with the workshops and I've just realized and starting a newsletter and I realized I think business in general is all of us being professional experimenters really and truly seeing what sticks (laughs) 
and yeah. yeah yeah and I don't think we've massively like I think I used to think that at certain income levels that stopped I'm not sure that's true I don't think it does I think it just and I think actually it's why I've interviewed Katrina Young so she's like does lots of like she's a systems person okay and but she is very unusual in the entrepreneurial space in that she's much more about like the systems and stuff most of us are like I was saying this to us I was like are most of the people you work with like I've got all these ideas and I don't really like systems and I don't really like (laughs) and she was like yeah I'm making a mental note because I was like I think I need to know Katrina because I need to know about awesome but yeah it's like most of us are not like that most of us are ideas people people who have like quote unquote shiny object syndrome and we have all these ideas and stuff and I think you know that's an it's actually we did talk about this it's an amazing thing it's an amazing thing to have. That's another thing I use my creative business journaling for, actually. It's for the shiny ideas. The shiny ideas that like to distract from the thing that you said you were meant to be working on. Mm-hmm. Just know that it's noted down somewhere. It's not going anywhere. And also, not even just the shiny ideas, just the the very hints or wisps of ideas. I'll write them yes. down and like it's almost like that's the place for them to breathe. And I might not come back to them for three weeks three months who knows but it's there (laughs) yeah yeah absolutely and I think I I one of the ways I treat that is if the idea comes back again yes I know it matters like Mm. so I will sometimes write stuff down I'm really bad at having ideas and and I'm just going to sleep so someone did point out to me that I can't remember them in the morning they were like maybe they're not good ideas you just think they are (laughs) and I was like that's true actually maybe they're not like because I never write them down <laughs> I I refuse to believe that I refuse to believe Thank that you. I get so angry if I don't manage to get like a, a sentence that comes to my mind or or a word down before it just goes I'm like this is Elizabeth Gilbert big magic <laughs> exactly. where the idea is just gone and gone yeah. to someone else and I really wanted it I like I tend to do that it'll come back like if it matters it will come back and I do think like yeah with those ones I'll leave them and then if I if I'm like oh my god I can't stop thinking about that and it's intense then I know I need to go to it sooner rather than later and I think that happens a lot with mm. those ones the ones you can trust for sure mm, I think you're right not all the shiny object ideas sometimes yeah sometimes they're alarming <laughs> I like not the idea of, <laughs> I like the idea of writing them down so I can revisit them and go did you really think that was a good idea at some point okay well I'm gonna move on to our rapid fire questions now which is like signaling towards the end of stuff but thank you so much I honestly I think you've just changed my journaling existence yeah um, like immediately I'm like I don't do that that's and I'm not a big rules follower like I said like I said I notice it in clients a lot and it always I I laugh at them gently with them but like <laughs> I'm always like come on just do a little bit it doesn't matter if you don't obey the rules if you get it wrong but I can hit like I love the idea of talking to myself and challenging myself in those ways that's such a lovely brilliant idea so yeah thank you for many reasons for coming on but particularly I'm taking that one home with me so I've got a few like quick questions to ask so the first one is finish this sentence money money is money is changing for me it's Mm. or maybe my mindset around what it means how much I can earn where I can earn it its availability everything is about it is, is changing for me deep story 
I think that's, being honest. that's an awesome answer because that's so I often say like a big red flag for me in my work is when someone says I've done all my money work and I always go have you <laughs> absolutely I'll, I'll be honest with you okay so I've got a I've got a question of the year rather than a word of mm. the year this year and so my question is what if the answer has to be yes and that's so mm. I kind of jump past the can I am I good enough stuff and just think well how yeah. um and I had to ask myself that question when you turned up in my dms and were like do you want to come on my podcast now immediately I was like I don't have any of my money stuff sorted out that's quite a common feeling I'm gonna have to like it all needs to be figured out before I speak. even if we're not talking about what do you mean and then I had to ask myself the question and then I <laughs> took myself off the ledge and yeah here we are yeah. I mean if, if we have to have all our money sorted out before on this podcast I should probably go now because <laughs> I'm packing my whole business it's not I'm not there yet but that's that's the whole thing isn't it it's, it's I just really believe that talking about it seeing it as a thing that changes and is alive rather than set I think that's yeah. one of the biggest issues with money is that we because it is it's a confusing thing it's an object and it's like this energetic nebulous thing all at once but if we yeah. just see it as finite and done and like that's so not the thing it's not going to mm-hmm. work out well for any of us and it need also it needs to change it has to become something different than the traditional way of looking at than it. what it has been absolutely yeah <laughs> love that love that so the next question are you a big reader as well as a writer normally people are but are you not so much no. well let's see if you have an answer Go on, then. what is the best what, what book would you like what's your favorite book either uh, go on fiction or not can be I already knew what the answer to this was the minute I thought I think she's going to ask me and I may be I may be becoming a cliche I may be becoming a record that just won't stop <laughs> but it has to be for me Untamed by Glennon Doyle there is probably not a week not even two days that go by when I don't reference something mm. that she said something from the book something from the podcast I've got that journal now as well it met me at a time when I was really ready for it mm. and yeah so so right now and for the last year and something year and change yeah. that's been my book I would like her and Abby to do some kind of reality tv show because I'd one of my I, like, one of my favorite things is you know when they do those posts about the toothbrushes like I can't so if anyone doesn't follow them you just have to follow both Abby Abby one back and Glenn Doyle and they they do this like basically Glenn and Doyle who's this amazing person is also kind of disgusting in lots of <laughs> she would own that like I don't know what I mean maybe I'm just very clean with my toothbrush but I can't cope with that toothbrush I'm absolutely team Abby for that situation so go back I think they're mostly on Abby's Instagram just go back because whenever they're doing stuff like that I so want them to do it like some kind of reality TV show. I would watch that more than I'll ever watch any of the current reality TV shows in existence. Agree. Agree. Oh, I love them so much. So yeah, no, I, I'm actually thinking now, like, oh, I might have to reread that because I think I read it. Did it come out in 2020? Yeah. I think I read it. I read it quite soon after it's came, come out and I feel like it needs a revisit because it's, it's an absolutely amazing book. Last question. Yeah. Again, not about money at all. If you could only eat one thing, a dish or an item of food for the rest of your life <laughs> what are you going for i really know the answer <laughs> and anyone who has followed me probably since around my third newsletter knows what the answer is going to be before i even say it potatoes i am in 
a deep, deep, deep love affair with potatoes of all varieties and all forms. I love them. They're just so versatile and so <laughs> wonderful and comforting. They're just everything you need. If you need them fried, if yeah, you need them baked, matched like potatoes. Do you have a favourite form of potatoes? or is You it cannot just... ask me that question. That We're finished with the rapid fire question. <laughs> Do not ask me. <laughs> what I will say is I, I fully believe that there is a potato-based dish for every mood, yeah or meal type absolutely absolutely <laughs> the passion about potatoes like it's, it's a serious serious thing <laughs> <No>. <laughs> well honestly the amount of times that I'm like I'm gonna go and do that with that food like oh that person's right like I'm gonna go and eat a potato now <laughs> I ask my husband because I don't do any cooking jacket potatoes for dinner maybe yeah I love potato. a jacket potato. Before we go, no, I do want to ask, what would be your jacket potato preferred topping? I knew you were going to ask me that. <laughs> uh, baked beans and cheese. Yes. Tuna mayo something with cheese, crispy onions and spring onions as well. To be Ooh, fair, largely, as long as there's cheese involved. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Absolutely. I like, I think this is quite weird. I like coleslaw beans and cheese. Mm together because mm. you get the cold and the hot which is I like a I like a contrasting heat situation in my meal and the other imperative is lashings of butter yes yes me and I talked about that quite a bit like the fact that potatoes can be vehicles for butter as because people sometimes say bread on here but I'm always like yeah but you mean bread and butter because <laughs> they do mean bread and butter yeah <laughs> like, that's what you don't get one without the other exactly and also bread is a vehicle for butter like that's part of the point anyway see how I could talk about this more than money <laughs> every time um so thank you so much for coming and chatting I have really loved hearing your thoughts and perspective on this it's real and I think it's going to be so useful I'm so excited so thanks everyone for listening and I will see you in the next one mm-hmm.